0: السلام عليك يا أبا عبد الله السلام عليك يا ابن رسول الله السلام عليك يا �εια الله وابن خيرته السلام عليك يا ابن أمير المؤمنين وابن سيد الوسيل والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين as-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah and welcome to episode number 21 of Reflections on Ziyarat Anshura, brought to you by Mizan Institute. Allahumma aj'alni عندك وجها بالحسين عليه السلام في الدنيا والآخرة يا أبا عبد الله إني inni إلى الله وإلى wa ila rasulihi wa ila amiril وإلى wa ila وإلى وإلى بموالاتك wa ممن al-hasani wa wa وَبَنَى عَلَيْهِ بُنْيَانَهُ وَجَرَى فِي ظُلْمِهِ عَلَيْكُمْ وَعَلَىٰ أشيائكم. In our last episode we discussed the first dua that we have from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which was that he gives us the opportunity and honor to be with the 12th Imam when he avenges the death of Imam Hussein alayhi salam and for us to have something to do with that. Here, the second dua is mentioned. The second thing we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for is Allah wajihan bil Hussein alayhi salam. Fi dunya wal Which means that, oh Allah, I ask you to make me of nobility, of honor, to make me an honorable, noble individual. By the right of Imam Hussein, because of your love for Imam Hussein, and because I love Imam Hussein so much as a result of that you, gain, you you grant me this wish that i am a noble and honorable individual in this life and in the next so the question will be that's not just going to magically happen of course we have to do our part and allah will do his part what is our part our part the quran has you can say clearly stated inna akramakum indallahi atqakum the most noble among you is the one who has the most taqwa which will practically mean, brothers and sisters, however you translate this taqwa, some like to translate it to God-weariness, some like to say God-consciousness, some like to say fear of Allah, etc., etc., piety. In the end though, practically speaking, whoever listens to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more, starting from the wajib and haram that Allah has legislated for us to observe, starting from that and moving all the way to even certain mustahabbat makruhat. Whoever listens to Allah most, this person has more taqwa. And so the verse of the Qur'an clearly states, "Inna أَكْرَمَكُمْ عَنْدَ atqa'kum," And this is in Surah Hujurat, that the most noble of you is the one who has the most taqwa. So here when we're doing dua, we're saying, Oh Allah, allow me to be a noble individual, an honorable individual in this life and in the next by the right of Imam Hussein السلام, well that's going to require us to do our part and i think that this can be tied um, with what we say later or tied into what we say we we'll talk about later where the ziyarat says allahumma al mahyaya mahya muhammadin wa ali muhammad wa mamati mamata muhammadin wa ali muhammad oh allah make my life and my death one of muhammad and al muhammad sallallahu alaihim ajmaeen so uh, maybe i'll talk about it more there but here all we need to know is that, yes, to be noble in this life and in the next, taqwa brings that for us. Honor and izzah and all of these things, they come in this life and in the next as a result of the taqwa that we have throughout our lives. May Allah give us that tawfiq, inshallah. So that is one part of the ziyarah that we wanted to discuss in this episode. But then there's a longer part that I want to also discuss, and that's the next part that I also read in the beginning of this episode, يَا أَبَا عَبْدِ اللَّهِ إِنِّي أَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَإِلَىٰ رَسُولِهِ وَإِلَىٰ أَمِيرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ That, O Aba Abdullah, I seek closeness and proximity to Allah, to His Prophet ﷺ, to Amirul Mumineen to Fatima al-Zahra ﷺ, to Imam al-Hasan ﷺ, and to you, O oh, Imam Hussain ﷺ. Through what? Through what do I seek closeness to you all? muwalatik having your wilaya, seeing you as the imam over me, the authority over me. But that's not all. I seek proximity to all of you through your wilaya, number one, and also, وَبِالْبَرَاءَةِ مِمَّنْ أَسَّسَ ذَلِكَ عَلَيْهِ بُنْيَانَةِ But also through, I seek closeness to all of you through my disgust, my hate, my disassociation. From who? Those who established the foundations, they set the foundations for dhulm and oppression towards you. And not just the ones who established the foundations, those who built on those foundations as well and continued in their dhulm towards you. Those who oppressed you and those who oppressed your followers. And so it's repeating the same idea that I see that I disassociate myself, and I get closer to Allah through this dissoci- disassociation, minhum from them, and I uh, see closeness to Allah through your mualat and through your wilayah all the way till the end. Okay, and my hate for your enemies, those who stood against you in in battle and war, and those and uh, and my hate towards their followers. And this is also a repetition of what we discussed before, plus a little bit more, where it says that I am at peace with the one who's at peace with you, at war with the one who's at war with you, I am a wali, a friend of the one who is befriending you and has your wilaya, and an enemy of the one who shows animosity towards you. Okay, so let us discuss two things here. Number one has to do with the wilaya of the Ahlul Bayt salam, and how important that is. Um, I want to share a few hadiths on that with you. And then the second matter that I want to discuss is that wilayah will ha- come with its baggage. It will not just be the fact that okay, I just accept that the imams are the authority over me. But it's more than that. And I want to share one hadith in that regard, although we have more than one hadith. But just one hadith in that regard as well to illustrate how wilaya will entail certain things, will have, have, we'll have to have an impact on my life practically, or else that wilaya might not do me uh, the good that I'm after and will not have the desired outcome that I might be after. Okay, so let us begin with the hadiths on the importance of wilaya and how without the wilaya we can't get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are hadiths from the famous book of Usul al-Kafi, of course. And this hadith is a very famous one. Bunya al-Islamu ala khams. Ala al-salati wa zakati wa saum wal Wa al-hajji wa walaya yunada bi-shay'in kama nudiya bil-wilaya. The Imam he says that Islam is based on five things, on five pillars, you can say. Number one is salah. Number two, zakat. Number three, fasting and sawm. Number four, Hajj. Number five, Wilaya. And then the Imam adds something here: that Wilaya, nothing has been called to the way Wilaya has been called to. In other words, it is very, very, very important. So look at this: Wilaya has been put next to things that all Muslims agree on: Hajj, Zakat, Som Salah. It just shows how important this is, especially when the Imam adds that last line to the end. Number one. So, if these are the five uh, pillars of the faith, so to speak. Now, when I say pillars, it doesn't mean that these are usul din. I don't want anyone to think that these are usul din. Salat, zakat, saum, hajj. These are not usul din. These are furuud din. Right? But all in all, if a person is lacking any of these, then their Islam is going to be very problematic. uh, Lacking them in the sense of at least believing in them. Some people might not always pray on time or pray at all even. It doesn't mean they're not Muslim or that Islam is problematic. Them being Muslim is not problematic necessarily. But if someone doesn't believe in these things at least and know that these are part of the faith, then that's going to be a problem. Now sometimes, people haven't heard of it. They don't know. They They haven't been convinced with the arguments for wilayah, that's a different story. We're not the judge; Allah is the judge. But if someone knows about wilayah and doesn't accept it, then their Islam is going to be very problematic, according to this hadith. Or another hadith: "Qultu Abdullah iman That's the one who's narrating the hadith. He says that I asked the Imam Sadiq salam to give me the boundaries of Iman. In other words, what are the what are the what is the frame? work of iman what is that area in which if i'm in that area i am i can be called a mu'min but if i leave that area and those boundaries then i cannot be called a mu'min anymore so the imam says shahadatu allah ilaha illallah to test to bear witness that allah is there is no lord but allah there is no one to worship but allah there is no god but allah and anna, anna muhammadan rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and that Muhammad صلى is the messenger of Allah. والإقرار بما جاء به and to accept that which he brought from Allah. And then the five uh, the five prayers. He says: ادا الزكاة to pay zakat, to fast the holy month of Ramadan, حج البيت حج و ولاية ولينا وعدوتنا and the wilaya of those of us who are the walis and in this context i would say wali here means authorities wa tu an animosity towards our enemies so that's another one now to have the wilaya of someone usually will mean or will definitely mean that you have lack of wilaya of those who are their enemies and you have animosity towards their enemies so I, some might argue that yeah, having wilaya equals having baraa from the enemies of that individual. Another hadith: Dakhala rajulun rajulun ala abi Ja'far. Someone entered upon Imam Baqir alayhi salam, and he had with him like a letter or you know a little paper M'ahu Sahifa. So Imam Baqir tells him, "I know what this is. This uh, letter that you're carrying with you, it is a letter of a person who is muhasim, who's an enemy of ours." Um And w- in that letter, he's asking a question. He's asking about the deen, the religion, that if a person has that religion and faith, then Allah will accept their deeds. Uh, in other words, t- he's asking about those boundaries of iman again, like we had in the previous hadith. فَقَالَ اللَّهُ May Allah have mercy upon you, O Imam Bakr. Yes, this is exactly what I'm here for, and I wanted to ask you. So someone has given this individual a letter to ask Imam Bakr this, which is interesting. If they're a mukhasim and they're a person who's against Imam Bakr, why are they doing this? Maybe he was asking his friend this and then his friend comes to Imam Bakr with the question. I don't know exactly. Anyway, but this is the point here that هَذَا الَّذِي أريد, He says, فَقَالْ أَبُوْ جعفر, Imam Bakr replies, he says, Shahada to Allah إِلَّا اللَّهَ وَحْدَهُ That you believe that there is no God except Allah, He is the only one. له, he has no partners. That Muhammad is his messenger and his servant. And that you accept what he brought from Allah. And to have the walaya of us Bayt So please, we need to pay attention here. It doesn't say having our love. It's more than having our love, it's having our wilaya, which means that you, you take them as an authority, you accept them as your imam. Once again, I have to repeat this. Just because some people today haven't been convinced or aren't aware of this matter, it doesn't mean that now their faith is going to be problematic. Allah is the judge, but what's for sure is if a person knows yet turns away, then they're going to be in trouble. Knows the truth, knows that they are to be followed, and turns away, then they're they're going to be in trouble. It seems, based on these hadiths. عدونا, and to have bara'ah and disassociate themselves from our enemies, to dislike and hate our enemies. لأمرنا, to be submitted to what we say and what whatever our affair is. And to have taqwa and to be very careful with the deen and uh, acting upon the deen, and to be humble, وَانْتِظَارُ قَائِمِنَا And to await the 12th Imam, Lana Dawlatan اللَّهُ جَاءَ Because there will be a day that we will be the ones in charge, whenever Allah wants. And so he's referring to, of course, the doctrine of Mahdiism, and Imam Mahdi coming and taking over. Okay, so... These three hadiths, and there are more of course, are pointing to how important um, this wilaya is. And so if we in Ziyarat Ashura we say, Ya Aba Abdullah, inni ataqarrabu ila Allah wa ila rasulihi wa ila amirul muminin all the way till wa ilayka muwalatik that I see closeness and proximity to Allah and the rest of you through your mualaat and through having your wilaya, it's because of this, because this is part of the faith. We cannot take this out Um, of our beliefs. But now, there will be some who feel that, okay, we have their wilayah, we're good to go. This is where I want to share with you um, a very important hadith. It's a long hadith, so I'm going to skip some parts of it and just go to the end of the hadith. In this hadith, the Imam uh, is speaking about, Imam al-Baqir is speaking about how important it is to live up to the expectations of this wilaya that we have of the imams. If we're going to take them as the authority, if we're going to take them as our role models, as our, as the examples that we're supposed to follow, then um, if we're not following them, it's going to be a problem. Now, the tone in this hadith is a harsh one. I'm not saying, of course, that if a person has their wilaya, but doesn't live up to it fully, that you know they're just like a person who doesn't have their walaya at all. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what the imam seems to be saying either. But it can be a problem. Just look at how the hadith um, sounds. So the imam, he starts by saying, "Yeah, Jabir. he's speaking to Jabir, he says, Is it enough for a person who uh, you know, as an adherent to Tashayyu and Shi'ism. If there is Shia, for them, is it enough for them to say that, yeah, I love the al-Bayt. He says, ma illa man wa He says that our Shia are the ones who have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obey Him. And if you want to be able to tell who they are, they have humility, They have their they when they are entrusted with something they will deliver on it. Uh, They remember Allah a lot. They they fast a lot. They pray a lot. They're good to their parents. They're good to their neighbors, of the um, uh, the poor neighbors that they might have, and and so the the hadith goes on recitation of Quran and uh, they hold back on their tongues. They don't say things about people except for good. They are the ones that their tribes trust, and it goes on and on. And so Jabir, he says, Ya Abna Rasulullah, I don't know, we don't know anybody who fits this description today. (laughs) So he says, the Imam doesn't even respond to that as if, you know, this is my take on it, as if the Imam is disappointed about this. So he's like, he's not even going to address the fact that there aren't too many people that fit this description. He just goes on and says, Ya Jabir, la tadhabanna bikal Madahib. Don't get distracted. Is it enough for a person to say that I love Ali and that I have his walaya? But then this person doesn't actively get work done, doesn't isn't active in their in their claim of loving Imam Ali? Like in other words, you have to practice what you're preaching. You have to live up to that love of Ali. Love won't be enough. You have someone's got to do the work. No one else is going to do the work for us, brothers and sisters. For me to grow spiritually, I have to put the work in. I have to follow the example of Ali. No one else. If someone else follows the example of Ali, that's going to help them. It's not going to help me. I have to actively do that myself. All right. So the Imam goes on, and then he reaches this point where. This is the uh, this is the uh end of the Hadith, where really it shakes an individual who listens to this. It says. Ya Jabir wallah, ama yutakarrabu ilallahi tabaraka wa ta'ala illa bil ta'a. That, O oh Jabir, you cannot gain closeness to Allah. Closeness to Allah is not gained except through ta'a, through obedience to Allah. So, brothers and sisters, if we recite in Ziyarat Ashura, inni أَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَى wa ila rasulihi all the way till that I seek closeness to Allah through your wilayah, then that will be a wilayah that entails action. Because here in this hadith, Imam al-Baqir is saying closeness to Allah cannot be achieved except through action, through ta'a, and obedience of Allah. So if I'm going to bring Ziyarat Ashura, that part of Ziyarat Ashura and um connected to this hadith, what I'm going to get out of it is this, that, O Abba Abdullah, by having you as my wali, who is going to show me the way of how I'm supposed to follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then by actually carrying that out and following you, and what you tell me, I am seeking closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, by getting the road map from you, number one, and number two, actually traversing that road I see closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to bring these things together so that we get a good idea of what the whole picture looks like, brothers and sisters. مَا يُتَقَرَّبُ إِلَى bi بِالطَّاعَةِ O Jabir, the Imam says, only through obedience of Allah we can get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But of course, to learn what that ta'a looks like, what the wajib is, what the haram is, it is through the Imams of Ahlul Bayt وسلم, and of course Prophet of Allah ﷺ. we will get it through them because they are the authority and we have their wilayah but we have to act upon what they, ta- what they taught us so in other words love only won't do the job according to this hadith although we don't want to discount love either love of Ahlul Bayt is, ve- is wonderful but if someone wants the whole package the whole package is love the wilaya and also the acting upon what they have told us ma ma'ana min look at this imam baqir continues says us Ahlul bayt even we don't have uh, a a free pass from uh, out of the hellfire like in other words even if we don't act upon what we know we're going to be in trouble too allahi ahadin min no one has any excuse over allah if they don't do what they're supposed to do like it's not like Allah is related to anyone, okay? And he's like, okay, you're related to me, so like, you know, I'm going to cut you some slack. No, 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 no. No one has any excuse. And then this is the last line, which is very scary, but I'll read it. (laughs) مَنْ كَانَ لِلَّهِ مُطِيعًا فَهُوَ لَنَا وَلِيَّ Whoever is obedient to Allah is our wali. وَمَنْ كَانَ لِلَّهِ عَاصِيًا and if a person disobeys Allah, then they are our enemy. Wow. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that if I messed up, you know, throughout life I mess up and I do tawbah, that this, it's over, like I'm done, I'm an enemy of Ahlul Bayt. No, I think the Imam is making a point here that look, this, the, the path of disobedience and sin is a path that ends up with this, that you will be an enemy of Ahlul Bayt because you're going to be an enemy of Allah at the end of the day. The path that the Ahlul Bayt want us to take is a path of uh, obedience or else they have nothing to do with us. But this doesn't mean if I mess up that I don't do tawbah. This doesn't mean that I have to be infallible either. No, I think the point is clear that the Imam is making. Our walaya cannot be reached except through amal, action and wara' Wara' is that very strict taqwa that one has, that even they might take some precautions sometimes um, in their lives to make sure that they are on the halal side of things and on the safe side of things. Okay, so going back to the ziyarah, as we wrap up in the ziyarah, it says, O Aba Abdullah, I see closeness to Allah, His Messenger, Amir al Fatima, Hassan alayhimussalam, and to you, O Imam Hussein, through your wilaya." This wilaya, brothers and sisters, means that I will take them as the authority. They have the final say in everything. I will take my religion from them. I will take my do's and do's and haram's and halal's from them. But this walaya that I have of them entails that I actually live up to those things that they have told me to do and to not do. And inshallah, Allah gives us that tawfiq. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa barakatuh. وعلى علي بن الحسن وعلى أولاد الحسن وعلى أصحاب الحسن